All right, man. Welcome back uh, to a pretty much this will be a special um, to the sports podcast. Um, another extension to the network. I'm really excited about this. Um, something I wanted to do for a long time since it kind of started the network. Um, kind of give people inspiration, more information, educate people. So I obviously got my boy Kenny with me, co-host on IBT Sports Podcast. And I got Two two guests here now, another one potentially on the way. Um, so I'm going to let them introduce themselves um, and then kind of get into what we're going to be kind of discussing tonight, tonight here. Uh, Gucci, you want to go first? Sure. Uh, my name's Brad Grieger. I'm a school counselor in the school district uh, at the high school uh, for 17 years. This is my 17th year in the district. I also have coached softball and basketball at the college and high school levels for roughly 15 years. <clears throat> oh. Yeah, Danny, we got some background. The background noise. So, uh, I got a lost my. Oh. You good? Oh, no, Gujar, you can go ahead. He just uh, he just muted himself. Sorry about that. Sorry. So I'm Brad Gujar. I'm a uh, school counselor at uh, the Utica City High School. Excuse me, the Utica City School District of the high school. Uh, this is my 17th year. Uh, prior to that, I was um, well. Not prior to that. Uh, for roughly 15 years, I've been coaching high school and college softball and basketball. All right, all right. And I had Lawrence and I think Kenny at one. Yeah, point. yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> One of my one of my favorites in practice. One of my favorites. So, and uh, Danny, how about yourself? Oh, there goes to Ron. You look. I'll give him a second. All right. All right. But well, before Danny goes, uh, just tonight, man. Um, for everybody that's tuned in, make sure you like this video, comment on this video, uh, sub to the channel, share to a friend, uh, young student athlete. Um, tonight, we're going to kind of be talking about the, the high school timeline, the miss with the recruiting process, um, things that are important that you that you need to know, because there's a lot of misinformation out there um, about the process and what goes into it. Um, whether you're playing Division One, um, Division uh, Division Two or Division Three, um, I think there's different experiences for everybody. Um, and you kind of got to be realistic on what your path is, where you want to go, um, and knowing how to take those steps um, to how to how to get to where you want to be. So um, we're going to kind of discuss that from top to bottom tonight. We got a got some credible credible resources tonight. Different experiences. I'm a former player myself. Um, Kenny's Kenny's in the media. He's been around sports all his life. He loves sports. Um, and then we also got uh, Danny Santiago. I'm about to bring back in again here. Um, the son is currently playing Division One football, so I'll let him tell him about himself, and then we'll go from there. Danny, you there? Oh. He's trying. I think he's trying to adjust his uh, his audio. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, boy. All right. While, while, he's, while he's waiting. Yeah, he lost the sound. He put in the chat he lost the sound. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, the sound down here, the sound down here is really, really tricky. I was messed up when I uh when I first did it too. Um but man. I was gonna say Guzer, what um you said what do you what are you currently doing right now? So I'm currently uh 10, 11, 11 12th grade counselor at the high school at Proctor okay. High School in Utica. Um not coaching anything, just kind of hanging out with the kids, hanging out with my kids. Uh, traveling around with my uh, son in hockey and my daughter in dance and baseball and softball and trying to steer kids at the high school in the right direction. Yeah, so I, I got to ask you, too, because you said um, we were texting yesterday. Um, so is, is, uh, is, the pro- is, the process for, is the process for hockey similar to, like, what other kids go through and, other like, the other sports? Because I, I, me personally, I don't know how the recruiting goes for hockey. So how, how is that as a parent right now? Uh, I mean, he's only 10, so we're not anywhere near that yet. But it's yeah. hockey's different. I mean, they just, like, kids leave and go to prep schools. Kids leave and go to juniors. Kids leave. Kids don't go to college for, like, 21. Right. It's it's crazy. All right. All right we got... It's crazy. Like, when I was a freshman at Plattsburgh, or when I was a sophomore at Plattsburgh, when I transferred there to play basketball, the, all the hockey kids were like 22, 23, 24, 25 years old, like every single one of them. And they were like freshmen and sophomores in college. Like, it's crazy. I, yeah, oh, I remember like when, when UC hockey was like big, like when we were like in high school, everyone was like, they're like 28 years old. But it's because they go to prep school and juniors, like it's by the time that you go to college for hockey, you are a grown adult. All right, we got, uh, got Dozier in the chat. I'm going to, or in the, in the waiting room. I'm going to bring him on right now. Hey, how you doing? Can you guys hear me? Yeah, we can. can. All right, cool. Sorry, I had some technical difficulties. Oh no, 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 no problem at all. Um, so right now we're just doing introductions. Is I want to say first off, appreciate you for joining us tonight. Means a lot for you to join this panel. Um, to give the knowledge and the information that you do have, pass it along. Um, just I'm I'm really happy to be able to be doing this right now. Um, it's something I wanted to do. So just introduce yourself to the people. Um, and let them know what you do. Uh, my name is Terrell Dozier, um, Executive Director of Positive Impact New York, and also um, school counselor at Riverhead Charter High School out here on Long Island. Okay, nice, 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 nice. All right. So, uh, how long how long have you been uh, a guidance counselor? I've been doing this for officially. I've been doing it for two years. Unofficially, been doing it for about six years. What's the, what's the, what's the difference? Um, so I just got my master's and I got my certification. So, okay. uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. I've been helping helping kids forever with, you know, with this. Um, so just, you know, I started with the NCAA side to it cause that's what I'm passionate about and figured that, um, I would, um, you know, help kids out on both, on both ends. You know what I mean? Cause a lot of kids out here that need it. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's I think that's really big too. Um, is just trying to pull people up, um, pass as much information as you can. That's kind of why I have this network with my friends. I have Kenny on here. He's one of my he's my best friend. So we we kind of uh, built this the sports podcast on in addition to the network that I have with friends from college. So I, I can I can definitely uh, understand where you're coming from in that aspect. Danny, you, you good? 
Yeah, I'm good. I just had to get my mic here working. Oh. All right, all right. Um, just just introduce yourself to the people and let them know uh, what you do um, and pretty much why you're joining us tonight. Oh, well, I'm here as a uh, parent with uh, some recruiting experience. The last couple of years have been uh, pretty eventful as far as uh, helping my son with recruiting. Uh, so I'm here just on the parent side. Uh, yeah, and I think I think that's a that's a big perspective too. Um because you you obviously you've been you've been around it too um with your with your brother. So you kind of got the that knowledge too. A lot of people, a lot of parents don't understand what it takes. So it's definitely gonna be a, a great uh great perspective um once we, we get going here. Um definitely. But man. Listen, uh, I want to, I, I, Guzier, I kind of want to start um, with some of the things that are, <clears throat> what are some crucial steps? Or this could be for you. Um, I, uh, is it Terrell or Terrell? Yeah, Terrell. Terrell. All right. I just want to, I just want to make sure. I just want to make sure. Um, this is kind this kind of could be a question for both of you guys. Um, what's something that you see uh, or can help um, ninth or 10th graders to kind of get them on the right path? Um, as far as timeline goes, to want to be where they they should be when their junior year comes. It doesn't matter who go, you guys can pick who goes first. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Pers personally, I think it should be start. I think it should be starting the eighth grade before eighth they grade, even, okay. yeah, before they even get to high school. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know what Brad's experience is like, but you know, here in Suffolk County. I think a lot of a lot of um, a lot of athletic directors and coaches get caught up in um, whether a kid is Division One or two. Well, you know what I mean. And sometimes you just don't. Sometimes you don't know. Some kids blossom late. Like sometimes you just don't know. In my opinion, I think any kid who wants to play a sport, right? If you go ask any kid at a camp and say, "Who wants to play?" You know, if you go to a basketball camp, who wants to play college basketball? Everybody raises their hand. Who wants to play college football, right? Everybody wants to play some type, you know, the sport that they're playing in college. So I think for me, I always ask those questions. I think they should know this information if that's their goal. Whether they make it there or not, that should be, you know, that they should know this information. I think it's I think it's probably the most important, you know, the, probably the most important thing. Nice, nice. Yeah, so I mean, I'd agree with what you just said. I mean, one of the things like, so we started at pre-COVID, like the year, so back in uh, Danny's soft, fresh, fresh sophomore year, right? When they went to the Dome? Sophomore yeah. Um, <clears throat> Pre-COVID, we started um, with our new athletic director identifying through the coaches, JV and varsity coaches, kids in their program, whether they be in seventh grade, eighth grade, ninth grade, 10th grade, whatever year, that really are showing an interest and a passion for their sport. And then really trying to get them the academic information so that, like he was saying, to get them on the path. So mm -hmm. whatever happens as far as recruiting goes, whatever happens as far as what level they can go to, if they're fortunate enough to play in college, hopefully the academic side isn't going to keep them back. Um, it's not a perfect system. It's not a perfect world. Um, and since COVID kind of ended in, or whatever you want to call it, and we've, we've sort of gone back to normal, uh, we've really ramped that back up again, at least at our at our school. Uh, Mr. Parrot has been great about that. The coaches have been awesome. Uh, we've just been identifying kids younger and younger and younger, you know, even seventh, eighth grade. Um, 
and really preparing them or trying to get them the information and start to prepare them towards, you know, what they need to know, you know, and, and trying to get it to the parents too, as best we can. That's good. That's good. I see. I didn't know. I didn't even know that was kind of the, even the process. So I'm, I'm learning. I'm definitely going to be learning a lot from a different <clears throat> Um, Danny, um, as far as you go, you, you kind of said yes for his, uh, getting uh booby going around 10th grade was it before that or when yeah, it, it was it was definitely before that we before i that, say okay. about eighth grade is when we started uh working on his uh um his body um grades has always been a point of uh, emphasis in my family uh without that you ain't going nowhere you know um yeah uh but it's it's definitely before that eighth grade i want to say we got serious now, now you mentioned grades too. Um, as far as educa uh, education requirements, I know there's a lot of stuff that parents don't understand. What's something that you kind of learned um, as a parent recently going through it that that is crucial to kind of get get uh, get your kids on the right path and things like that? Uh, well, fortunately, we were lucky enough to where he was already on the right track. You know, you don't want to ask your questions too late. Mm -hmm. um, when it was time to start recruiting, we were kind of on the right path as parents as far as figuring out what he needed by just, you know, doing your homework online. Um, uh, there's very there's there's a lot of access online on um where you need to be uh, as far as educational requirements. You could always obviously call your school and if you needed to, but um, we learned fast that if we weren't ready, we would be in trouble. Right, right, right. Yeah, Terrell, I see you shaking your head. Like, have you had experienced <laughs> that with, in your experience? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, nah, I, I agree with Danny, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I'm sure, like, I don't know what you, I don't know what Brad's caseload is like at the school and everything like that, but, like, I always advise parents to not just rely on the counselors, right? You know what I mean? Like, so my personal experience, how I got into it is, you know, I was an um, all-state basketball player a long time ago. Um, and, you know, I, you know, I went to a prep school. I did a post-grad um, year at St. Thomas More and I'm in Connecticut and um, had some division one offers on the table, was very, very happy about that. Like that was the goal. And I couldn't play division one my first year because I didn't take a science class with the lab when I was in high school. Now, back then they had a regents track and then they had a local track. So obviously I took the local track because it was easier. Um, but I didn't know the NCAA rules and neither did my, and neither did my, um, my guidance counselor. So obviously for me, knowing I couldn't accomplish my goal, you know, I blame my guidance counselor at 18. Like at 18, I'm not going to blame myself, you know, but in retrospect, you know, in retrospect, you know what I mean? It's my goal. So when I talk to kids now, you know, kids know if you want to be a lawyer, you got to go to law school. If you want to be a doctor, you got to go to med school. They know that. So I feel like if kids want to, if kids want to be these athletes and go play ball in college, they should know this too. They should know what it entails. And then therefore my grandmother wasn't, she didn't really care because I didn't care. Right. So like parents are, parents are into what their kids are into. You know what I mean? And so they'll go, they'll go the, you know, they'll go the extra mile for their kids. So, um, you know, I, you know, it just, to me, it just starts early, but like Danny said, like there's a lot of, uh, 
resources out there, you know what I'm saying, that you can learn on your own and then you could take whatever you don't understand and then you can go to your counselor with it. And But I would advise all parents and, and the kids themselves to be um, proactive. Yeah, and I, and I, I could uh, speak from personal experience with uh, Guzier is I was, I don't know how many times I went to his office during that process of just not knowing. I knew I had a whole bunch of stuff and I'm like, what is this pretty much? And he kind of, and I'm thankful thankful for him to this day because I don't think I, that's kind of the last hurdle I had to go through to get to where I wanted to be. So I definitely, I always, I always thank him when I, when I get a chance to see him or on Facebook or something like that, because this is crucial. Um, but as far as you mentioned um, the core classes, like you didn't have that one class um, off the top of your head. Do you really know like the, the, the breakdown for the, the core classes that you have to have and things like that? Yeah. Okay. 16 core classes, four English, three math, three science, two social studies and four elective credits, and of which have to be done by your <clears throat> part of your senior year now. So Lawrence, yeah. that's a change from even before you right. or after you, I mean. Uh, mm -hmm. So 10 classes locked now at the end of their, you're really at the start of your senior year. So summer yeah. school and things like that. And yeah. seven of those 10 have to be in English, math or science. Yeah. So yeah, it's, and, yeah. and honestly, like, so like I tell kids, like at our school all the time, you know, like one, we're fortunate enough to be in New York. So the graduation requirements here are different, right? So kids here have to take four years of English. So we don't really have to worry about that piece. Kids have to take three years of science. We don't really have to worry about it, but some are like he was saying, not lab sciences or not, you know, necessarily NCAA. Um, yeah. Kids have to take four years of social studies. So you have two elective credits built right into your world without us even trying. So New York state's a little different as far as the graduation requirements. They actually help kids. Like right, right. we're a little more stringent in terms of, of what kids need to do to graduate from here. So like by default, they kind of do some of these things and they're already on track. So like Danny was saying, like, you know, he did his homework, you know, him and Dora were great. You know, I worked with their son um, and I worked closely with them, you know, even when he was in Arizona, you know, I would, would when they were going to bring him back, you know, kind of making sure he was taking classes there. So if he came back to New York, we were, you know, he was going to kind of roll back into the same classes. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it's it, the biggest piece, I think. And, and I think what's really important for like, you know, parents and even students watching this. There's schools that have counselors that have no idea what this even means. You know, like it's just the reality. You know, I mean, I kind of, That's a fact. I mean, I'm a sports guy. I, you know, I mean, I play college basketball. I coach college basketball. I, I coach high school softball and high school basketball for a while. You know, I, it's something that's always kind of interests me and something that I've always kind of just knew about. And then I just kind of continue to learn about it. And then, you know, so I kind of know the answers, but there are people who don't, you know, and there's schools and, you know, I, I remember a few years ago, a football guy came in to see, actually during 2000, um, it was the 2019 group at Proctor. Uh, Division two coach came in and was telling me they just came from Troy and the football coach said, oh, I got four guys. Then he got the transcripts and like he talked to one of the counselors, counselors like, I have no idea what you're talking about. They're going to graduate. Like people just don't know, you know, and it's it's not, it's not there. It's not the counselor's fault. It's not, it's just like, if you don't know these things, like, and they don't interest you. They don't, you don't know they exist. Right, you know, right. so it really is on the parent to kind of know what the kid needs to do. 
you know, all of the um, approved classes for every single high school in the country are on the NCAA website. Like you really have no excuse as a parent not to know, other than you don't know they exist. You or, know, why Lawrence wanted yeah. to or if your school, or if your school hasn't updated their portal, which so is we, super we, important too. You know what I mean? So portal we're Brad, what, like, uh, like signing into like on- no, online so classes what, and stuff. So what Brad is talking about is every school should have a profile on the NCAA right, right. site oh. to say, you know, to say what classes that they, what NCAA approved classes that they offer and which ones are denied by the NCAA. But, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, so you talked about Troy. I've spent some time in Albany. I probably know those kids on the Troy team, right? <laughs> um, you know what I'm saying? So like, if you don't update the portal, right? Let's say if you add a class or you take away a class or you change the name of the class, then you can be in trouble. You know, you could be you could be in trouble because I had kids at at a high school that because a kid couldn't pass algebra one, they put them in business math, right? Because it's easier for the kid. Well, it's a denied NCAA course. So they lost they lost a year, they lost a year of math. And now the kid's a senior and it's like, uh, they got him on this easy math track. And he wants to play ball in college, but they can't because he's taking denied math classes. So you got to be you got to be on the up and up. And I think, you know, honestly, I think counselors should know it because it's it's a part of our, you know, it's a part <clears> of <throat> I think they should have some type of an awareness, at least to be able to point them to a, um, to the portal. You're I agree with you 100 percent. I just yeah. I mean, schools, not every school, not, you know, I mean, yeah. like our case law is not too bad, but like there's. Okay. You know, obviously, like you're a school counselor, and I'm gonna you have, but like I'm sure you know if friends or colleagues or people at other schools yeah, that have yeah, five, six hundred sure. kids, like for sure, you know, there's a lot sure. going on. Um, yeah. you know, but like Lawrence, I don't even know if you know this. When you went when you when you graduated, um actually Blooms or uh your school came back and said like the NCAA is saying he's not eligible. Stats is he needs like a college transcript for stats. So we had to go through, they contacted me. I had to go through the NCA. We had clicked it or whenever it was done, stats has been around forever. It was before yeah. me, but um, we had basically, they considered it a college class that wasn't taken at the high school. So we had to go through and file paperwork on your behalf, basically saying that like, no, 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 he took that here. That's his high school grade. That's an wow. approved class. Like we're good. It, it took three hours to do, but it was still like a little bit of a process because sometimes things just aren't listed correctly. And really, honestly, even like us, like, and I don't know if that's happened to you yet, Terrell, but like that one with Lawrence situation, like stats is approved in our world. Like I had no idea until it became a thing. Now right. we fixed it and it's been fine ever since. And it was fine for him too. It just was one of those like clerical things we had to fix. Yeah. So I had sure. to go in in the summer and take care of that so he could start football season. <laughs> for sure. And what, yeah. a, and what a class. That was a, a real interesting class too. I was in that class. <laughs> yeah. Kenny was in that class too. So, oh man. No, well, another thing. Saying, though, like, you know, like we added two new science classes last year. You know, we got them both approved. Yeah. You know, we added them two math classes. One we got approved, one we did not get approved. Yeah. Um both college level. You know, mm-hmm. one they said no to because it's below it's considered below algebra one at the college level or algebra at the college level. So the NCAA said absolutely not. You already have an algebra class. Okay. So and I the was other gonna, one was totally cool. Yeah. But, yeah, I was gonna ask that about um the classes that they do deny. Is there like a certain criteria it has to meet? I mean, usually it's so like math is algebra one and higher. 
Okay. So like in, you know, algebra one, geometry, algebra two, pre-calc, calc, uh, statistics, we have a college algebra class now, uh, which counts, um, you know, but anything like business math, you mentioned accounting, um, any applied, you know, anything that they consider below grade level, or like he had mentioned earlier, it used to be like, think of the local diploma thing, right. Or the local track back in the day, those aren't cool. Now, a lot of schools have things like business math and applied geometry and intro to trig and things like that that are graduation requirements but not cool in the ncaa world you know the science stuff some of the science stuff can get tricky you know without the labs and and different things another question that i had because um i know like a lot of kids went through it um i talked to lawrence about it so i know that he knew about it danny i'm sure he knew about it but just passing isn't always enough too don't they have to have a certain like they have to get get a certain grade in that class. Like these kids think like, oh, I passed, I'm eligible, but they have to pass with a certain grade. So, yeah, sure so know about that. in your core classes, your NCAA is required to have a 2.3 GPA, but that doesn't mean the school's requirements mm-hmm. are the same. Right. There you go. Say it again. Say it again. <laughs> There's your misconception right there. Now say yeah. that again. So if you go online and do your homework and you Google NCAA D1, D2, um, GPA requirements is going to tell you 2.3 GPA to uh, get into a school, but the school has to, or the school has their own requirements of their own. Um, Just like, for example, the NCAA does no longer require SAT scores, but some schools might require that you take it still. So for instance, like Colgate, when we were getting recruited by Colgate, we were told by uh, in Arizona and our counselor in Arizona that it's no longer required, but Colgate didn't want to hear that. We took, he had taken it anyway, but they're asking us to retake it um, just to raise uh, his GPA, core GPA, or however they figured their numbers out. But he, he yeah, it's, 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 it's not NCAA required anymore, but the school is what matters, yeah. along with the GPA for the, for the uh, college or university. Especially your Patriot League schools and your IVs and and stuff like that, and I think that's the biggest misconception. Now, Along right? with the calculus class, yeah. IVs, Patriot League. If you don't have a calculus class, uh, Army and Navy—that's all your uh, academies. You have to have a, a calculus class mm-hmm. in your your core classes for their for their eye. Well, and and like you said, it's two point three GPA, but it's in core classes, so like. Mm-hmm. Your art class doesn't count. Your music class doesn't count. Your gym, if that counts in your GPA, doesn't count. Like kids will say all the time, I got an 84 average, but you don't have an 84 average. You got like an yep. 75 average in that world. Taking So basically just taking the courses that do matter at the next level, and you got to take the GPA from those. Yeah, so it's the 16 classes divided by, they get a point. So they get four points for an A, which at most schools is 90 and better. They get three points for a B, which is 80 or better, you know, 80 to 89. Two points for a C, which is 70 to 79, and then one point for a D, which, again, at most schools is 65 to 69. And, again, on that, on every school's eligibility or approved core courses on the NCAA is the grading scale. So, like, you know exactly what it is. Like, some schools I've seen 92 for an A. You know, some schools, like, we used to be a Proctor. We used to be 93 or better for an A. You know, we're now 90 for an a, 90 or better for an A. But – it's it's understanding that and then like the thing like i was talking to one of our kids um one of our younger kids the other day who's you know doesn't love math and i'm like okay like I, he's like math's hard i'm like all right then do better in english mm-hmm. you know you get a c in math get an a in english 
Mm-hmm. You know, I balance yeah, them out. Like, balance the out compromise. your seat. Yeah. Like that's okay. Like and to piggyback off of um Brad, I had a kid playing basketball on the EYBL circuit. Went to McQuaid Jesuit in Rochester, which is supposed to be a pretty good private school. A junior going into his senior year, and just that case in point right there, didn't know the grading system. So he was getting 70s, which he thought were C's, but they were D's there. And that difference between two points and one point in your core means a lot. You know what I mean? So now you got to make a decision where this kid might be getting recruited. He's at a junior college now. That's the difference between junior college and getting a D2 or a D1 scholarship, you know, when you don't know the grade. So it's like, you got to know, like to Danny's point, you got to do your homework, man. Like as a, if you know, if this is your child, if the ch- you know, the child has to take control of it. The parent needs to take control of it. And then they need to involve their, you know, their counsel. Like Brad said, you know, some of them have large caseloads. I don't, my caseload is 72. So I can, and, and, and plus it, it's my thing. So I'm passionate. You know what I mean? I'm passionate about it. And I, and I just go to my kids on it, but, you know, like you got to know that, like, you know, this kid got screwed up, man, because he didn't know the, he didn't know the grading, he didn't know the grading system. Well, like you said, I mean, every school, like every school is different, right? Like, like if somebody called me and said, Hey, my kid goes to, you know, your school, I would have no idea what your grading system is, but I could find out that information if they had a question, mm-hmm. you know, like, Oh, my kid got an 85 in math. Is that cool? Well, it sounds like a B to me, but we can double check. Right. <laughs> What um is is uh is the clearinghouse still a thing? Oh, it is. It's called the eligibility center now. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, you kind of dating yourself. Yeah. <laughs> well, just to come into stats every morning, talking about I got to get this on my SAT or else clearinghouse has my GPA needs to be this. Lawrence had the, the I, listen. He was, was Lawrence was doing the calculator every man. morning to figure it out. A, it was a true obsession. I was like, I gotta, I gotta make this happen. Well, how many yeah. times did we talk about it? So many times, <laughs> thousand times. I, I honestly, when I got, even when I got home, my my parents didn't even, they really didn't even know what was going on. <clears throat> well, we, I was still, I was as I was learning from you, going back home, trying to blur all this stuff out, and then they're just like, slow down. Yeah. So slow hey. Down. So speaking of all that, right? Speaking of all that, now what have you know? We're talking about parents, but we're in a lot of cases in our area that we don't have the parents, right. you know? So imagine how much harder it is for some of this info to get to some of these kids. And we're in that, we're, 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 I'm kind of involved right now with some recruiting with some local kids. And man, I tell you what, there's parents are not involved. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've been making film and sent out two, 300 emails in the last couple of weeks. And I just did my – I just helped my first basketball player. I never – I had known nothing about basketball. I'm just a football guy. So, you know, getting a hold of coaches and emailing coaches and, you know, that's that's tough, you know, and especially if you don't have the parents to help you out. And it's got to be tough. And I don't know how they do it. I'm telling you, I spent – I'm not even officially married and I almost got divorced with the hours I spent <laughs> – on Twitter and sending DMs and emails and yeah. like that's it takes some it takes some work if you want to get it done and 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 our road was a little bit easier because of the exposure that he had in Arizona versus New York you know so right it made it a little bit easier but 
Um, I tell you what, if if you don't have your parents involved, that's tough. And we're in that and in, in in Utica and our surrounding areas, that's the case a lot of, a lot of the times. And, and where's your son? Where's your son in college at? Uh, college of Holy Cross. The Holy Cross. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Good. Great school. Yeah. To to piggyback off of that too, and then I think some parents will jump in late. Like now it's their senior year, and their kid yeah. are like, well, "Why is my kid being recruited to go D one?" I just had a conversation with a coach right before I got onto this about um to piggyback on what we talked about earlier, starting in eighth grade, ninth grade, and then. These parents don't get involved until it's their junior year, late senior year, and it's our fault. Yes. You know, the coach's fault because we didn't do enough, and they're they're just jumping in on the whole situation now versus, you know, where were you in ninth grade, eighth grade, when we when this really all started, you know? But it's tough. You know, we, this parent involvement is very tough in our area. Well, yeah, and the one thing, so Kenny, you were kind of just to clear up one of the misconceptions that's sort of out there right now that's actually changing. But Kenny, you joked about the sliding scale. Lawrence needed this GPA and this SAT score. And, this and, that. and Danny said, you know, it's not required anymore. So during COVID, the NCAA said no more with this. Like kids aren't just able to take the SAT. Well, they just came out in January. The SAT is no longer a requirement at all in the NCAA world. It's just 16 core classes. So that sliding scale that used to exist no longer exists. As far as getting in, as far as hearing yourself to play, not getting into some things. Yeah, and I, I uh, Danny, too, I was uh, just thinking about when you say you're mentioning email and everything. Man, listen. I sat there all night long writing up emails with my dad and making sure the punctuation is right. Sending it, I had to send it out to 2,000 coaches, 2,000 emails, man. Like, and it's just oh, I've done like, it, you know. Yeah, so it's, Booby it's, had it, Booby, Booby had it easy with me. So, <laughs> yeah, I was uh, all I night did all that with my dad. So, yeah. Lawrence, yeah, I think that's a, a good point you made to making sure the punctuation's right. Like that's yeah. something that a lot of these athletes need to know too. If you're going to be presenting yourself, make sure you come across as someone that actually wants to be there. Like, don't just hit them up like, "Yo, coach, I'm a five star un, under the radar guy." Come, no, you have to present yourself. Like, I don't know how to like, kind of humble yourself a bit and make you sure do, you, know you do, saying. you do, you do have to do that. But I've been on the other side where I've received some DMs and some emails. Yo, yo, kid, what do you, you know what I mean? So, it, it, they, they're into it too. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they get, they get it. They know who they're working with half the time. That, that's you know? also a very because I'm like, this is a coach. <laughs> right, so that's you know? a very <laughs> I've seen it. I got emails. I got DMs. You know, what up? What up? All school. You know, and I'm like, what the? What's going on here? But, yeah, but you are right. Most of you know. 80% of the, the, the schools are going to look at that punctuation, but you know, there's, there's a few out there that, uh, you know, they, they know, they know what it is, you know, they, they know what the, the kids that they're working with, you know? Yeah. And I don't know about in any other sports, but I know definitely in basketball, a lot of times the adults are the problem. You know what I mean? Like, you know, pumping these kids up, man. You got a lot of kids that, 
that are coming in and they're just thinking like I'm going to Kentucky and I'm going to to all these big schools, right? Because they, and and then like when it doesn't happen, like it's like where are these same dudes that's been pumping these kids up, right? Like yeah. so you know everything is about you know social media plays a big oh, part. Oh my goodness, right? Like yeah. you got to show everything that you do, I mean, and you know we lose sight of the main we lose sight of the main thing, man. And I'm you know it's just it's bad. Like you know when I look at some transcripts that I get, I say. How can somebody let this kid go this long and their transcripts look like this? But some schools find a way to make sure that they play during that season. Mm -hmm. I don't know what yeah, you're gonna do after yeah, you get out of here, but you're gonna you're gonna play four years in this season. We're gonna make sure of that. You know what I mean? So sometimes some of the adults, man, in, in some of these places, man, they don't they do the kids a disservice too, right? And like I said, like you know, Danny talked about some of the parents and some of the parent situations, you know what I mean? Like sometimes the parents just let you do it because they, they can't or they won't or whatever. And you know. You know, people will pump you up till you can't be pumped up anymore. And then, you know, they're not really checking on everything else. They're just checking on what you do on the field or on the court. And you yeah. brought up to how they pump you up, like, to go D1. And, like, that that's the goal. If you don't go D1, it's a failure. Like, me and Lawrence talk about this all the time. Going that's D1, one, going number, D3, that's the number going one, D1. My, listen, the number one bullet point on my notes yeah. is D1 or bus mentality. Exactly. Oh, my. Listen, to, to go D2, D3, Juco, you are getting an education to play a sport. No. Like, Take it. Yeah. Who cares? Like some of the D three schools are some of the are, better educational schools. Exactly, yeah. and some of them are still athletically better than that D one school you were going to go to. So I, I talked to a basketball player last week at a basketball game, and they were like, "Yeah, I don't know if I want to go." I'm like, "Is it because it's D 3 And I was like, "Listen, don't miss out. Don't regret it later." Yeah, you know what I mean? Like D three in our area, D three in our area, some of the best football in in the country. And especially yeah. with post-COVID now, with all these kids getting extra years of eligibility and the rise of the transfer portal, to go D1 out of high school, you have to be an elite, elite stud, especially for basketball. And well, a lot of these kids aren't understanding that. And it's like, like so like, Terrell, I'm with you. Like, I'm a basketball guy. Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, basketball's like, tough. Like, yeah, it's, like it's dirty, kids look man. at me at school all the time. Like, they find out, like, I play college basketball. And they're like, oh, where'd you play? Did you play at Syracuse? I was like, no, I played at Plattsburgh State. I was a Division three guy. They're like, well, you're really tall. I'm like, no, but I'd be the shortest guy on the floor at those places. Before, <laughs> <laughs> I'd be the shortest guy on the court. Right. Like, the athleticism. Like, and I joke, like, and I joke with kids all the time, like, basketball kids. They're like, oh, I want to go here. I want to go there. I'm like, hey, do yourself a favor. Like, Utica College is one of the best. You know, I mean, they were, I think they were ranked for a little while. I mean, Kenny, you would know the answer to this. I was actually at the U, the union game. That, that go, crazy, crazy game. Go watch a division three game and, and ask yourself, can I play in this game before you worry about what your next level could be? There's six, <laughs> oh, seven, six that is, guys there. That's that, the is, that is the truth. And you know? don't be scared to tell these kids that they're not that good. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the first thing, right? Like we gotta be able to you gotta be able to look at a kid and say, listen, you're a division three kid and it's okay. You know what I mean? Like, you know, listen, I got a basketball scholarship. I was blessed. And I said the best thing that I got out of that, because I wasn't gonna be an NBA player. Number two, realistic <laughs> expectations. The best, thing, <laughs> the best thing that I got out of my college education is I'm 50 years old and I've never paid a student loan. <laughs> Exactly. That's the best of it. So my college yeah. was my MBA. You know what I'm saying? I was hurt most of my college career. 
but I didn't have to pay for it. And I think that's the key, right? Like, you know, like, you know, kids, kids are transferring to all types of different schools and it starts in high school. Like how you go to three or four high schools? Cause the coach won't play me. Like you, you might not be good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, hey, it's a tough, it's a tough reality for a lot of people to really take that in because you have yeah. whether whether it is They're, the expectations are high, man. They just don't see it. I, I've never in all the years that I coached both softball and the girls' high school side, and even college, I coached women's college basketball and men's college basketball and high school boys basketball. Never once met a coach who refused to play the good kids because he was trying to lose. <laughs> Like that ever, is, that is very like, true. and I know that's like everyone thinks all oh, they that coach, coach doesn't like my kid. Like he's trying to lose. No, he's not. There's zero chance that the coach is trying to lose the game. Zero chance. Yeah. And if he is, we got bigger problems. And I, I never, I never experienced that growing up when I grew up. And I don't know how old everybody here is on here, but like the kids who 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 I grew up with, if they were if they were one of the bench warmers in high school. They was one of the bench warmers in middle school, but never. Nope, I've never heard my coach talk to parents about playing time for kids or anything like that. Like you know, it's it's crazy to me. But for as big of a star as I was in high school, I was the bench warmer when I got to college. They had to chant my name when I got in the game. So it's like you got to pay your dues in this game. Like you know what I mean? Like you got to wait your turn. And and a lot of kids don't want to wait their turn, and these parents don't want their kids to wait their turn. But Come see how your kids practice. You know what I mean, or yeah. like, you know what I mean? like that's where most of your playing time is earned. And I, not I just the, not the game. <laughs> yeah, and tell right. these parents, and tell these parents too. When these coaches come to these games, they looking at you. They don't want you as a headache. You could be ruining it for your kid too. Right. Oh, so definitely. You know, your parents won't understand that you yelling at coaches. They don't want that headache. Or the other one too that I see a lot is if the kid is good and he is being recruited, when the coach comes on the recruiting visit and the counselors call call the classroom for the kid and the kid isn't in class, he was skipping class. <laughs> like so, yeah, we're gonna come back for this kid when he's supposed yeah. to be in math right now and he's out of math. Yeah, that, that's what happened. About that? <laughs> but but that's the coach's fault that their kid didn't get recruited. It's like, come on. I still have friends that coach in college basketball. And like anytime, like we have a kid at school that like they saw somewhere AU, whatever. They just I get a text, you know, hey, how's you know, how's Lawrence in school? Like, what kind of kid is he? Like, they don't they know what kind of player they are. Like, they they're not worried about that anymore. Like, they're not making these phone calls if the kid can't help them. They're trying to yeah. figure out what kind of kid he is now. Yeah, that's like, what I'm gonna be a headache when he gets there. Is he gonna? Is he? Is yep. he not gonna get into school? Is he? You know, those are the questions they're trying to figure out. Yeah, I was actually gonna. I was actually gonna say that how you how you kind of treat people too, because I was uh, my father told me to always be mindful of that, because it's gonna it's gonna cut it's gonna matter down the line when they when you need them. So, yeah, it'll bite you. Yeah. Well, especially now with social media, right? I mean, kids post things all the time. They think they're being funny. Three years from now, it could turn around and bite them in the butt. <laughs> Just the reality of it. They, they don't disappear, right? It's on the internet. It's forever there for everybody to see. Yeah, but yeah, listen, man. Uh, uh, Terrell, you kind of you mentioned like the levels of you. You're good in middle school. You're good to high school. Then you get to college. I, I think a lot of people don't really understand that when they get to the next level, that person that was all CNY, all region, all state, the whole team is filled with that. And it, it's and I've seen I've. I had my first year at D2. I watched a lot of people come and go 
from being like, hey, I'm I'm this and that, and then you kind of they you see how it kind of plays out that these people aren't as good as they they kind of believe and they can't really handle that. They either transfer out and now transferring too, transferring is one practice and you're gone now in any sport at this point. So and it's yeah. about sometimes you're a big fish in a small pond, right? Mm-hmm. And you think you're better than you are. So I averaged 29 points a game my senior year, and the only college that came was Oneonta. And I said, I ain't going to Oneonta because I'm nice. <laughs> I, I thought I was nice. <laughs> and then when I went to St. Thomas More, and I'm looking around, I'm like, oh, I'm playing against seven-footers. I'm playing against some future pros. I averaged I had I averaged eight points a game in prep school, but because the competition was better, I still got to do I got more division one offers than I did average in 29 in high school. And so a lot of kids don't understand that either. They think and they really think it's about how many times how many touchdowns you score, how many points you can score, right? But these big schools, um, they already got people in position. They looking, they looking to fill the piece to the puzzle. And you know, mm-hmm. I think kids gotta understand. <clears throat> You know what I mean? But like in basketball, your parent wants you to score as many points as you can. You don't never hear your parent being like, hey, just go in there and hustle. Score as many points as you can. That's what gets your name in the paper. And, and I think that's the, you know, it's the wrong advice. And sometimes you, you're setting your kid up for failure. I'm yeah. so glad you brought up name in the paper because that brings me to one of my misconceptions <laughs> as somebody who writes for a newspaper. I can't tell you the amount of times that I get emails from parents mad at me because I didn't include their kid in the game story and my son is trying to get recruited to go division one and you not highlighting them is going to be the reason he doesn't. (laughs) I don't know. I've never had a college coach ever email me and say, Hey, Kenny Lacey, who writes at this newspaper, who are the division one kids in your area? I I think that that's something that, yes. Is it nice to have your kid's name in the paper? Sure. But I am not the reason why your child is going to go to college or not. And if you are relying on the paper at that point, you probably have let it go too far. Like, I, I don't know, unless I'm missing something. I don't think that that's why your kid's getting recruited. Well, and listen, though, I mean, like, you know, like one of the other things, too, is is, is one of the big things is everybody sees like, you know, what are the money makers, right? Football and basketball. Right. So everybody thinks Division One scholarship, even Division Two scholarship. Right. Football and basketball are the only fully funded sports at the Division One level. Right. All scholarship guys at almost every school that does it. And again, not all of them are, but most of them are fully funded. Every other sport is not baseball. Eleven point seven five for like thirty eight dudes. Right. So, you know, we have two baseball kids. We got one now. We got one that just graduated last year. Both great students. Well, one of the reasons why they were you know, so heavily recruited is because they were going to get academic money. You know, we had a girl. We have a girl at Texas Tech right now. She graduated at Texas Tech, wanted to know if she was going to graduate in the top 10% of her graduating class. The answer to that was yes. She's in-state tuition at Texas Tech if she graduates in the top 10% of her graduating class of high school. They paid less money to have her at Texas Tech because she was in the top 10% of her graduating class. Like, it's they're not fully funded sports. So the, the academic side can subsidize the athletic side. So like you might get 40% in baseball, but if you can get 40 more percent in academic, you're at 80% scholarship. Like it's like everyone thinks I'm going to get a scholarship. Okay, cool. If you're a basketball player and you're a scholarship kid, cool. If you're a football player and you're a scholarship kid, cool. If you're one of the other sports, you might be a scholarship kid, but that might be like a 0.2 or a 0.3. That might be $20,000 over four years. Like no one knows the answer, right? Like the point is, is everyone thinks like, oh, it's a division one. Everybody's got a scholarship. Well, false. Hmm. 
That's, that's, yeah, that's the truth. That is the truth. <laughs> oh, man. I had to do some renegotiating when I got to my school. Boy, oh, boy. Um, now, uh, Danny, what I was going to ask was, um, which is I think I think is really big, too. I think it helped me um, kind of get more exposure going to camps. Um, how big is that? How big was that in the process for your son? Um, and like, just in general, do you think it's helpful? Um, do you think it's less helpful? What do you think? I got mixed feelings about this due to our location. Um, me being had the experience of movie being in Arizona where he didn't have to attend the camp. All he had to do was play one Friday night. But I think in our area, it benefits um, travel to a camp. So like a rivals camp in New Jersey or a prep red zone, which is new, new to New York, but in the rest of the country is well known. Um, a 24-7 sports camp, like I said, the rivals, uh, the FBU camp. Uh, some of them you pay for, some of them you don't. Um, it all depends. I think if we stayed in the East Coast, we'd, I'd, we'd would have went to more camps, being that he was in the West Coast for his junior and senior year where the exposure was just ridiculous compared to our area. Not to our, you know, n- nobody's fault. It's just, you know, they they their exposure out there is a little, little better. But if, if I stayed out here, um, which I already started with DeMarco, seventh grade, we went to New Jersey January 16th to a uh, prep red zone showcase. He's only in seventh grade, but you get the name out there. Um, he's not going out there to break no 40 times or anything, but he started a profile. Mm-hmm. And then from the profile that you can't start yourself. So just from experience, like the rivals profile, your 24-7 where you get your stars, you know, you can't start your own profile. In football, your profile was started by going to one of the camps or getting recruited and getting an offer. And when you get an offer, a rivals guys get a hold of you or the 247, 24-7 sports guys get a hold of you. And then they start your profile and then more recruiting. And then the more offers you get is where you get your stars. But I believe if in the East Coast, our side, New York, if you can get to a couple, a couple camps outside of the state, um, I recommend it. We didn't really have to do that, but if I had to, I will. Um, I have another one lined up May 20th for DeMarco, and he's only in seventh grade, but um, not not too crazy because there's a bunch of them. But I'll do one or two just to get the profile started, but um, I won't do any more after this year until he gets to high school. Okay, okay. So, right, what about what about you on the on the basketball side? Um, is it something that you recommend? I'm I'm with I'm with Danny on it. I think on the basketball side, AAU is so big, you know what I mean, that you really mm-hmm. don't need the camp as much. You know what I'm saying? You know, there's some out there, and I think it depends on your level. So I had an AAU program back in the early 2000s, and I thought because we were from, you know, Suffolk County or Long Island, we went and played in Texas. We went and played in Vegas and all these different places because we felt like we needed the exposure. And my kids wasn't like that. 
You know what I mean? My kids. So it was in retrospect, it was a waste of money. You understand what I'm saying? Like it was a, it really was a waste of money. You're hoping that one kid gets off against a good player and can get recruited, but it never helped us. I took a kid to an academic elite camp because he had good grades and he did amazing and got recruited off of that. So it's really about the, the level of it, you know, like all these kids are trying to get to the EYBL and they ain't EYBL kids. Like, you know what I mean? Like they just really want the Nike sneakers and they just want the access to say that they were there. Right. And what does that, really, said, yep. yeah, what does that really, what does that really do for you? Like you want to play, like you want to play, like, you know what I mean? And, you know, coaches are everywhere to be honest with you. They're not just at the EYBL, like, you know what uh -huh. I mean? So, you know, but then some of these schools got these elite camps, right. Where you got to pay to go there, right. These, and I, I'm not really huge on the prospect camps for everybody, maybe for like the top 20% of the camp. Okay. But like for the rest of them, it's a, it's a moneymaker, you know, and right. you know, what are you going to do if you're looking for the exposure, you got to kind of pay the money. So, I mean, if you're somebody upstate New York and Syracuse is having one, they invite you and it's a half an hour ride. Okay. Then yep. I could take that chance. You know what I mean, but I got a kid at my school who plays soccer and Stanford wants him to come out to their prospect camp. He ain't, he ain't gonna get on no flight and go to no damn Stanford and then pay. Nah, we ain't doing that shit. If Stony Brook wants you to come, then we'll go check out Stony Brook. But you know, I think AAU and basketball is so big that the camps are not, you know, as relevant. It's more about getting the exposure through AAU. Well, okay. I, I will say just to kind of piggyback on the AAU stuff, the the, the travel circuit, right? And every sport outside of football, because it's the only one that doesn't really do it. Yeah. You have to be really careful about what program you're joining if you're if you're a kid or a parent putting a kid in a program like there's so many that some of them are just money grabs that are useless to everybody right some of them are really really good you know whether you're trying to go you know if, if, if you're from upstate new york even really downstate you know you talk about the albany city rocks and um there's one in new york city too i can't think of the name of it off the top of my head i'm sure it's around those um the eybl stuff cool but that's for like kids that are division one division two big time division three guys right but there's other really good aau programs on the basketball side like for your division three guys you know like you don't need to throw millions of dollars at it to if you're not if you're a division three kid throwing a million dollars at it isn't going to make you six foot nine and be able to take a quarter <laughs> off the top of the backboard like it's not going to happen <laughs> You know, like you talk about the baseball and softball side of things like, you know, you can travel, you can do different things, you can do all these things, but you, you still have to put kids in programs with people who have proven track records. So like, I know nothing about lacrosse, but there's a program in Syracuse called the Orange Crush, right? It's a lacrosse program. If you look on their alumni page, like 27 kids in the last 10 years, they've sent division one lacrosse. So if I had a lacrosse kid, and I lived in Utica, I'd probably bring my kid to Syracuse and give, give that program a chance. They have a proven track record of success, right? I like, like you really, if I'm a parent and I mean, I have two 10 year olds, if I'm a parent and somebody's saying, Hey, bring your kid here, I'm going to do my homework on that too. Right. Is this worth my money or is this just, you're going to take my money. Hey, for any, any lacrosse people watching right now, I said, Jim, <laughs> run with it. <laughs> Danny, you were about to uh, you were about to say something earlier, but kind of I don't know if you wanted to run back to it. I uh, can't remember what it was. Well, I got a I got a question for you. Um, as far as AAU and high school basketball, um, 
do they kind of go hand in hand or is one kind of like have the upper hand in recruiting? I think AAU got the upper hand now. Like when I was in when I was in school, coaches came to the gym. There's such a disconnect between high school and AAU. And I, you know, I'm not a, you know, I grew up on basketball, loving basketball, but I'm just so disheartened by the state of grassroots basketball, just because, you know, I got a seven foot kid in my program. So I got all the power now. And I, I, you know what I mean? And like, you know, it's like everybody will say, right. It's about the kids. Right. But it's not about the kids. <clears throat> I mean, like it, it's bad. Like, like, I don't know about the other sports. I'm not into lacrosse, even though like Long Island is a hotbed for lacrosse. You know what I mean? But like basketball is just, it's messy. Basketball is just dirty and messy from the trainers to like everything, man. It's just, it's really, really bad. And a lot of kids are like falling through the cracks, man. And, you know, to me, they don't, they don't value the important things. So like, even though, you know, I've been working, you know, I work with some of these, you know, a couple of EYBL programs, like they don't really value it. Not they all don't value the academic side. They don't value what happens to these kids after the fact, like, you know what I mean? It's, it's really just it's using really, them. Yeah. You it's really nasty right now, man. You don't have any eligibility requirements to play basketball. No, you know, <laughs> but in really the other pieces, you know, like Lawrence, to answer your question, the AAU programs are winning that, right? Because it, they're played in the spring and summer when the college programs aren't playing, right. They can go like when I used mm -hmm. to work at RPI, we'd go to the gym rat, right. We'd see kids from six to 14 years old, all the way to 18 years old just sitting in the gym one day without having to do anything, right? We'd see teams from all over the country in one spot. So, I mean, AEU wins, and, and it's made life easier on coaches. But at the same oh. time, doesn't mean it's making a better product. And quite frankly, in a lot of ways, it's making a worse product. Well, that's what, that's what it is. I don't know too much on the basketball front, but it makes sense. Only from the football front, when I was asked and when I was talking to some of the coaches that were doing the recruiting, I was always interested um, why why some coaches don't recruit Central New York like they used to or um, why don't they get recruited, period, as much as other areas. And, like, for the basketball part, like you said, there's 50 teams in one gym. You know, 50 teams playing in one gym in one weekend. Like, the college coaches sit there all weekend and watch 50 different teams, 200, 300 kids, versus going to a game on Friday night and watching two teams play and having to travel. And what I, why I say that is because I think it was the University of Arizona. I was like, and it was the first offer, and I had all kinds of questions for the coaches. I was like, man, we're from Central New York, man. How did this happen, you know? And – they were like, I was like, would you would you guys ever recruit, you know, in New York or whatever? And he goes, well, we go to the hotbeds. There's a hundred teams in Phoenix, you know. There's a hundred teams playing on Friday night. There's at Booby School at Horizon. There was twelve schools within ten blocks. They could hit, they could hit a game a quarter, you know, by just driving around. And that, that's what it is, and that's where I just wanted to touch base with the with the basketball. It's just that recruiting is so much better in AAU because of the amount of kids in one spot, you know. And the same thing with football and hotter hotbed areas for football: Arizona, California, Texas, 
You know, there's so many teams in a small area that recruiting just makes it easy. Where who's going to come to Utica and watch, you know, one game, fly in Syracuse, drive 45 minutes. You know what I mean? You'd have to really make a splash for them to do that. And we just don't have the – we just don't have the – I'm not competition, but we just have the, you know, just the kids. We don't have, yeah, the yeah, firepower, yeah. you know? Yeah, firepower, star power. It was they, like they did it when Will Smith was a kid. Exactly. Well, no, 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 no. That's wrong. The only reason why Will Smith was viewed here in Utica is because he killed the Nike camp at Penn State. Yeah. That's how that started. Then they took the drive. Yeah, then they all showed up. <laughs> but they, they take the drive after they after he did that. After they know, something <laughs> like I see a lot of people like you know they always oh my coach can do this, my coach can do that. Now is every coach perfect? Absolutely not. But like you just said, like some of these college coaches are flat out telling you like I'm not coming here because there's nothing else here. Like so yes, yeah. maybe your coach could have done more. I'm not saying the coach was perfect, but the coach could have done everything they wanted. The University of Arizona was not flying to Utica, New York to come and watch, and it's unfortunate, but. There's nothing your coach can do to make Arizona come to Utica. Yeah, even all, even Army, 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 same thing. He he drove out and died. We had the coach sitting in my house, but it took Arizona to do that. It wasn't, you know, he, you know, was was he going to come see Booby on a Friday night at Proctor or Saturday morning at Proctor? You know, no, they them guys are all in Arizona. Two hundred coaches just driving around Scottsdale, Phoenix area on a Friday night. You know what I mean? It's just where everything is at. You know, what are you going to do? Well, so I get it. Honestly, I mean, the, the one of the things that I, you know, like I talk to college guys all the time, you know, the, the social media pieces and these like, you know, like you're saying, the camps and things like that, like that exist in all these different sports. You know, like you got a baseball kid, you know, they get one of those prep baseball things. They got exit velos on them. They got, you know, exit velocities. They got swing tracks. They got maximum arm speed. They got all these different things. So college guys don't even have to get in a car to go watch, like to find a kid. They can just, they can find kids on their profiles and then start to do the homework that way. So like mm-hmm. college recruiting has changed even in the last five years. So I got two questions if I, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. One, my first one is to Danny. How did you guys get out to Arizona? Like what made you guys go out to Arizona? Well, so 2020 springtime, uh, obviously is Right when COVID yeah. uh, started coming in March, uh, once they released the kids from school into um, virtual learning, virtual learning, mm-hmm. you know, we just started working out at the house. The gyms were closed and stuff. And then, you know, March, April, May started coming around, and then we just started asking questions like, "Who knows? Like, who? Hey, coaches, what do you guys think? And, you know, oh, I think we're going to be all right, but now, are we? You know, like." Yeah. It was that it was it was bad, you know. A lot of uncertainty. Yeah, and there was no nobody was ask, answering questions, and there was nobody, you know, nobody knew. So you know, I mean, how could you expect any of these coaches to make? And but in New York State, wasn't helping. Like they were giving nobody answers. Right. You know, um, that sections the whatever. You know, none of the section uh, the section guys were getting answers. Nobody knew. Nobody knew. But. In Arizona, they were playing. I got family over there. My brother yeah. had brought it up to me. You know, my brother was like, well, we have to send them all here. I'm like, yeah, right. That wasn't even realistic yeah. thought, you know? And I and I didn't mind. And I, and, I didn't, and I didn't. I didn't I didn't pay no mind to it. And then as we got closer 
it was like, man, they're not going to play. You know, what are we going to do? Yeah. You know, yeah, Arizona, Arizona was only one place. Yeah, there was a they were, they were, they were, they were, they were going to play. Um, they had come up with a protocol uh, and a plan, at least, you know, whether it was going to work or not, who knows? We didn't have one. Like, I'm not saying us as a district. I'm just saying us as New York. We didn't have a plan. We didn't know what to do. They didn't know what they were. And they're already talking spring ball. They're already talking spring ball come July, June, July. Mm-hmm. So you already knew it just didn't sound right, you know. And then, that, and at least in Arizona, my brother was saying they're 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 talking about playing. They're gonna have uh, no fans, and you know they had they're they're putting plans in place. Mm-hmm. So it's like, man, what do we do? You know. Yeah. Nah, so nah. we just took the chance, and we you know we never would. I never in a million years would have thought I sent my 16 year old across the country. But he was in good hands with my brother, and it it was tough because he, when he got there, he was fine. But that first couple weeks, I had to fly out there, one day ticket. Yeah, I had I had the one night he called the wife, and he was just man, he was not in a good place because they were still virtual out there. Right, but their practices were five o'clock in the morning, and then he would go home virtual school, so there was no interaction with anybody in school nothing so he was just he was kind of losing not losing his mind but he was it was driving him nuts you know and he just had a breakdown so i had to i flew out there and i spent a week with him and that was a week before the the game started and i knew if we get to the games that he would be all right yeah okay yeah that's dope you can get through anything now yeah Yeah, he's that He's more experienced than I am in a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, he went out there. That's how we ended up out there. We weren't sure. And then he ended up doing the senior year kind of because of the same reason. We were getting some answers out here, but it still wasn't definite. Yeah. And as we got closer, it started getting suspect. You know, nobody was answering the questions. And I was like, you know what? Stay we got Yeah, we got our first three offers. We could use 10 more, you know? Right. So we sent them back out there. He ended up with 17 offers altogether. Nice. Nice, nice. Solid. And then my other question is, you know, we got five passionate dudes up on this thing, man. How are we going to change the landscape in Utica, man, with these, with this eligibility and stuff? What's, what's, what's the plan up there? What's the plan? I'm ready to come up there and travel, man. What are we going to do? And that's, I, I think that's definitely something um, – that I definitely want to talk about. It's always been one of my biggest goals. Um, whenever I came back home to even work out and things like that, to see the, the the football team, basketball guys, to kind of talk to them. If they got questions for me, to kind of pour back into them what I kind of learned from people that helped me. So um, I definitely want to do something in the future, man, where we can we can get things figured out, um, reach out to the, the correct students and parents that need the help. Um, that want to actually learn too. I think that's something that's important too. They want to learn the things that we can be there and and actually get it done. Hold on, you gotta, gotta, gotta bring him in. But yeah, I definitely I, it's been one of my biggest goals. Kenny knows to talk about it all the time, man. Yeah, all the even time. like if something like like if if there were a way to just get the prospective athletes in front of something like this, like with people where they can even ask the questions, like that's. Because a lot of people, they, they don't know what it takes. Like, they don't even know that they're not doing the right things. Like, they, yeah. they think they are, and it's not their fault because there's there's not a 
how to want to, unless you know what you want to do and you're looking it up all the time, you don't know. So just to get athletes all in one area to be like, Hey, this is what you need to do. Or what questions do you have for me? That's something that needs to happen. That's why it's great to hear, um, like Mr. Gujar said, how now Proctor is identifying the kids at a younger age, because a lot of times the kids didn't know until their junior year, like, oh, I should have been doing this for four years now. Yeah. Yeah, I know that the football program is working on uh, uh, a few things. I've actually been given some, asked some questions. Vinny been asking me some questions about how they did things out in Arizona. And I actually did my homework with the, uh, Boobies High School coach and asked them, you know, they did some, uh, I think Guzer knows about this, they're, they're starting to do like the, the school visits and the school reading. Am I correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Uh, so having some of the kids go to the schools with their uniforms on and talking to the kids and catching their eye early. Um, uh, during the day, some reading, reading, you know, reading fundamental stuff with the with some of the younger kids and catching their eye with the uniform on. And then another thing that I know that one of the coaches that Proctor is doing, he actually took over the president of the North Utica Pop Warner. So you got a Proctor coach uh, that took over the presidency of the Utica Pop Warner just so we could start earlier, you know, reaching out to these kids. And, and that's going to be one of the things that we're going to do. I'm going to, I'm going to help as much as I can. And, and, and try to inform these kids what it takes, you know, to to get to the next level. That, you know, these, a lot of these kids, like we talked about, they don't just – they don't know, you know, and, and, and maybe reach some of the parents earlier. So I know that they're, the football program anyway is definitely making some strides towards uh, doing some of this. So. Yep. Well, we've talked about doing, you know, trying to do like a parent night, you know, a student athlete night, like trying to get like information to people. But like we do those with like other events and we just don't get a ton of parents. So like yeah. it's hard to figure out a way to get the information to the parents. <laughs> like and, and honestly, like Pop Warner, Little League Baseball, youth soccer, you know, youth basketball might be a good place because they kids can't get places on their own yet. Somebody had to bring them, mm-hmm. yep. you know, so if. if if we, I mean, it's, it's something to think about. I don't know how logistically possible it is in like every area, you know, to do it, but I, I do think it's something to consider because like a, like my 10 year old son can't get to little league practice without a ride, <laughs> you know? So some adult would hear the information, right. you know, like you talk about, you know, I, I just was at little league registration last week. The Dick Miller basketball league was going on. Well, those kids all got there somehow. You know, they didn't drive themselves. They didn't ride with a, you know, they didn't, their their teammate didn't pick them up. Like adults are around, you know, so trying to maybe get parents at a younger age probably is a really good idea. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's hard to, no choice. It's hard to explain to them what's going to happen in 10 years, but at the same time, at least they've heard (laughs) it somewhere. No, right. Well, at least you can catch some of the kids that are interested, though, some of the parents that are interested, because some, some of them parents get into it. Pop Warner, you know that, you know what I mean? Like that—that's what got us focused. Like, man, this is this is gonna be good. We need to, you know, stick with this, you know. And 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 the way my kids were interested in it, like I would have listened to whoever, you know. Right. And like Terrell said, like even if they decide like this is what they want to do when they're in seventh grade, whatever. But and if they by the time they get to their sophomore year of high school, like I don't want to do this anymore. Well, at least you had them in a position that if they wanted to do it, they had the option to do it. Yeah. For sure. 
Well, man, um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna pretty much wrap up here because uh, we got quite a little bit over an hour. Um, one thing that I like to do for the sports podcast is give everybody last words. Um, my boy Neil, he he loves he loves to say his last words, whatever's going on through the week about a sports team. He goes on a mini rant. So, um, Terrell, we'll start with you. Any last words? Nah, I think I think um, panels like this are needed. You know, it's good to hear everybody's perspective, especially um, the parent perspective, you know, is, is great. Um, you know, we're a small piece of the puzzle, man, but, you know, hopefully we can we can grow this thing, right? Everybody on here, we just want to help kids. And I think that's, that's the most important thing. So, Danny, I applaud you for helping other kids, right? Not just concentrating on your own, right? Like, I think that's important. Um, I'm a firm believer that it truly takes a village and, you know, we're, we're all a part of it. So, kudos to all you guys. Thank you. I appreciate it. Goozer, uh, what about you? Any last words from you? Oh, you're on mute. Oh, you, you mute it. You mute it. Yeah. My fault. Um, <laughs> no, I, I think it's important to get messages to people and, and get things like this out and get just knowledge to people or at least pointing them in the right direction, you know, and, and getting them to ask questions and getting them to reach out to people. And, and even if you don't get the right answer, at least, or if you don't, get an answer or the answer you're looking for, you're at least headed in a direction. You know, I think it's important to try and get the people that have information, you know, and, and like, you know, Terrell said, like, you know, helping kids is the biggest piece, right? I mean, I'm here 17 years, you know, Lawrence, you were one of my first graduates. Well, not quite. What, what year did you graduate? Uh, 2013. Uh, 2013. So my first group was 2008, I think was my first graduating class. Um, but it's, you know, it, it's important to get information out and, and really try and, you know, give kids a chance. And Danny, what about you? Any last words? Oh, last words. Um, uh, I'd have to go on the football side. Some advice on uh, recruiting. And I know we touched base on this real quick earlier, Lawrence. We didn't get to really talk about it, but maybe we could do this again. Um, just, uh, the programs, recruiting programs and recruit, recruiting, uh, uh, what was it we were talking about earlier? Sorry, the, uh, recruiting the services. services. Yeah. Don't wait, fall wait, for the wait, services. Yeah. yeah don't wait, fall, don't fall for the services yeah. that you got to pay all this money for because Twitter, Twitter is your number one resource in football recruiting. And that's from power five coaches most. You know, so um, that'd be my last word. Don't fall for the recruiting services. Um, there's a lot of things you could do on your own to help, but and uh, I'll try to do as much as I can here. I'm just, I'm just starting to help others. Uh, I've done all this stuff for my own kid, and and I got another one coming up, so I'll be involved for a few years now. So I'll, I'm, I'll help out if anybody needs help. Um, just reach out. I learned a lot in the process. Uh, Tura, thanks for wanted, having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, man. So I wanted to ask you too, since you brought up the recruiting services, is there any is there any differences between basketball um, recruiting services, like the the rivals and stuff like that? Is there some? Nah, I, I agree with Danny. I, I'm not a fan of them at all. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't think that you should have to pay for that. Right. right. That's just that's just the me thing. If they're in, you know, people are interested, then they're interested. If they're not. Then they're not like you know what I mean. Like I don't think you got to go pay seventy nine ninety five a month, and you know it, <laughs> oh, it, it, that, it that, might work that, for some that's people. a deal. 
Yeah, like I'm just <laughs> that's not, a deal. Yeah, I'm just not the person. I'm just not big on that. If somebody would ever come to me and say, I would say no. Right, right. You know, I'm gonna date. I'm gonna date you and I in age here. But like back in the day, it was just hoping to get an invite to Five Star. The five, but Five Star was the place you go to yeah. the last session in August. That's where everybody was going well, you, to be. You went hoping you got invited to the last session. In Absolutely, August. <laughs> it was it was great. It was it was great. And you did date us, man. Jesus. <laughs> right? We only had to get a seven hundred on the SATs, but you know what I mean. <laughs> it was crazy. It was crazy. But nah, I was stay away. I, I echo that, man. Stay away from those recruiting services, man. Like let the chips fall they may. Like yeah, there, there's free ones out there that work. It's yeah. the one that you gotta pay for. Stay yeah. away. I, I learned a heavy, a heavy lesson, a heavy lesson yeah. in my yeah. early recruiting days. Hey, Kenny, what about you, man? No, just uh, I want to thank everybody for coming out and doing this. Um, and just for athletes that may be watching this, just hope you really learn something from this. And you have any questions, you got great resources here. You know, reach out. There's definitely people willing to help you do your own research or like, reach out to somebody that can get you in the right place. Um, and my last words, man, I want to thank each and each and every one of y'all for joining tonight. Um, I actually, I think I, I messaged uh, Guzier probably 2021 um, about something, doing something along these lines and to see it kind of actually come to life. Um, and it's just a preview to what we can really do. Um, it's really encouraging that, that you guys joined. It really means a lot to me. Um, for everybody that tuned in tonight, um, parents, players, coaches, um, whoever, thank you for tuning in. Um, make sure you uh, sub to the channel, like this video. Um, if you have any questions, my DMs are always open. Um, I have every, I'm going to actually, uh, I don't know if, it, I'm, I'm going to talk to you guys about uh, contact information. If you guys are on social media, I'll add it to the videos. I don't know if everybody is, but I'll add it to the description on, uh, on YouTube for the people that do it, for the people that do have it. <laughs> but Oh uh, man, I appreciate everybody. Um, and everybody have a, a blessed night. I'm gonna go watch some uh, watch some basketball right now. So appreciate you. Guys. Yep, sounds good. Thank you. You too.